0: Everyone, thank you for tuning in to Unapologetically Different podcast. This is season six, episode forty-three. I'm your co-host Key,
1: and I'm your co-host Coach P. How's it going today, Key? How you doing?
0: It's going pretty good. I say i'm loving this mic setup i feel and sound so sexy it's ridiculous
1: definitely definitely you look amazing too i like the, f- the little floral prints you got going on thank
0: you i do what i can when i can get it done yep. i like what you're wearing too thank
1: you thank you thank you life beaters yeah so what are yeah. we doing out here it's hot out here i'm not trying to be sweating it's you got, got the streets. muscles
0: out the abs i see you all <laughs> that yes
1: thank you i appreciate you <laughs> So if you haven't already, definitely go back and check out episode 42. We talk about LeBron James' I Promise School, which was dope, amazing, really giving back to his community. We talk about the one-year anniversary of the Charlottesville riot and the questionable remarks Trump made about the, the actual riots. And then we also discuss drug use amongst celebrities and just how – It relates to black celebrities versus white celebrities. So definitely go back and check out that episode if you haven't done so already.
0: And Coach P definitely dropped some great gems towards the end of the episode about assisting people who you know that may be depressed or dealing with some form of drug use and trying to be there for them in some aspects of their life, so definitely check it out let us know what you think about the episode we love feedback good bad and different just let us know what time it is
1: yes for real for real
0: all right now we about to get into it so this week we lost the queen of soul aretha franklin died at the age of 76 due to pancreatic cancer on august 16th she had more than 20 number one r&b hit singles that have long surpassed the 10 million mark Nearly 50 top 40 hits and 18 Grammy Awards to her name. Some of her most popular songs include Chain of Fools, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, A Rose is Still a Rose, and R-E-S-P-E-C-T.
1: Yes, honey. You
0: know what time it is when that song comes (laughs) on. Right now, one of the songs that I really loved by her is Hurts Like Hell on the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. That was my joint. Like, that really helped me get over a breakup back in the day. And it was very soothing and therapeutic, and I was in my feelings, so I kind of needed it.
1: That's an old soul right there. I like that. (laughs) I used to listen to Usher. Confessions. (laughs) Confessions. <laughs> I'm going
0: to need you to take it back
1: further than that.
0: Just a little bit more. <laughs>
1: Word. Just a little
0: I, bit more. Be a little bit more coached over there, Coach B.
1: Yeah. It, it sucks because we're losing our legends. Like, we lost Michael Jackson. We lost Whitney Houston, Prince, and now Aretha Franklin. So, hopefully, we'll be able to have more artists who are as impactful, influential on in the world in a positive manner the way Aretha Franklin was. but Without she, the auto-tunes. Was, no shade. Exactly. I'm just saying. They sang. We need
0: singers, not singers.
1: You felt that in your soul when she sang to you.
0: Yes, this is very true. You get goosebumps when she sang.
1: 100%.
0: And I just want to be clear. You know, it's unfortunate that we lost her. Rest in peace to the Queen of Soul. I know these award shows out here gonna get a little fancy, try to mix some things up and pay tribute to her and I respect it. I really do. Please make sure you get the right artist to do it. Don't just get any any and everybody. Let's not get a pop artist. She's a singer. Okay? Sang her, not a singer. Queen B. So we need to I mean we could mess with Queen B, you know what I'm saying? Alicia. You know, we could we could depending on the vocals, you know, depending on what song they use. But we need people in there that's gonna really pay a proper tribute to her don't do something that you just put together last minute like oh the mass is gonna like it because trust black twitter gonna go in honey
1: you definitely don't want to mess with black twitter you
0: don't want to mess with Black Twitter, so we're gonna go in i'm just saying do a, a good tribute i would say one of the best tributes i've seen recently is the tribute that they did for prince bt mm. i mean be specific because you can't just say everybody bt did a great tribute to prince um the artist that came out they really did their thing. So, if they're going to be creative and y'all want to do y'all tributes to the queen, please, like, honor her with respect and get the right artist to do so. If not, just do some, like, collage of pictures or something. Figure it out, but just yeah, do I'm glad
1: you said a collage <laughs> of pictures. Something,
0: but don't embarrass her because she will turn over in her grave and it's going to be a problem.
1: <laughs> it's a little collage. <laughs> a
0: little PowerPoint in the back. Yes.
1: That's, that's for us. <laughs> so... We'll actually be sharing our reviews next week of the book that we're currently reading for the book club, Nelson Mandela's autobiography, Long Walk to Freedom. I'm really excited about just being able to talk about that book, especially with Nelson also passing recently. Yeah. Um, he, he lived a really great life and made such an impact on this world. So being able to find out more about him in his own words, that's pretty cool. So
0: No, it's true. It's something that we look forward to talking about in a review. So... I hope you guys are reading it with us, you know, for you to hear our input about it. And please do let us know your take on the book as well. You can let us know before the next episode and we'll definitely put it on our next episode and give you a shout out. So do that.
1: Yeah. Read more books.
0: (laughs) Reading is fundamental.
1: So this week, there was a viral incident that occurred with a man by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know if he's going to be a doctor after this. (laughs) (laughs) So. <laughs> Dr. Epstein was actually involved with a quote unquote scuffle with the police officers at the Orlando International Airport. So, just to give you guys a little backstory, he was arguing with American airline employees who had reported him for disorderly conduct. He was informed that he was going to lose his flight privileges due to his behavior, and he literally just went off on a rant. The cops intervened and escorted him from the line to get taken off of the plane. And he removed his backpack and started to yell and get really loud and rowdy. At this point, doctor Epstein threw his hands in the air and told the officers to make an arrest. <laughs> that that I, I feel like it it's bruh. It, it's just funny to me because as a black man thinking about the video, just the way he was like being aggressive and kind of fighting him back. You can't do that if, if you were in my shoes or another black person's shoes. So, yeah, this is this whole thing was a little weird to me. But he, and he proceeded to say, do you know how to de-escalate things, genius? Do you have training, genius? Do you want to test me? So he was definitely letting the, the, the officers know that he had his, his First Amendment right.
0: Um, three officers restrained him and tackle him to the ground. He was screaming, don't beat me up, you motherfuckers. Oh. And they are treating me like a fucking black person. Jesus. Um, that's, hm. The most interesting part in the video is when the officers warn him that he's going to be pepper sprayed.
1: Excuse me, sir. <laughs> so I, we're hope, about to- <laughs> I hope you're having a good day. But we're going to be removing the pepper spray now and we're going to be spraying you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Head over to our social media site. We have it posted on our Instagram, Facebook And also on Twitter, so go at unapologeticd underscore so you can see the video. It's definitely entertaining. Um, I thought it was really interesting to see his reaction to the cops and how they were treating him and how it escalated to that point, especially about them warning him to to like pepper spray him. I was like, oh, that's a thing now? We're warning people before we start to do things? I thought we just shoot first and ask questions afterwards.
1: Yeah, Tyrone, I'm going to shoot you and not provide you with medical help. (laughs) I just had to let you know that. Shaking my head. Yo,
0: it's crazy.
1: So, Key, what was your initial reaction when you viewed the video?
0: I thought it was entertaining. Um, For a minute, I was like, is this like a little skit that they're trying to play? It's like, is it a joke? But as I continue watching it, I was like, it's interesting as to how this played out, how he was handled and how the police perceived him. I felt like he was handled with care. Um, And especially in regards to them warning him prior to using a pepper spray like when you see these viral videos with people of color primarily black people I don't recall any warnings happening it's more so shoot act first and then ask questions last Um, there's not and there's not really like steps I don't feel like there's steps before it even get to that point like if he was a black man would he have survived that and he's still alive that's the crazy part after all of that. He's still alive, like you—you still breathing, bro. I guess he doesn't need "I can't breathe" shirt sure, because he's actually breathing, but yeah. everyone else does.
1: Yeah, when I watched the video, I was—I I was curious to see what was gonna happen in, because I'm like, if it's on online, it must have escalated. And for me, the craziest part was when he said, "You're treating me like a fucking black person," mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Wow." That basically shows it right there. This older white man coming out blatantly saying you're treating him like a black person. That really just shows that people do understand and see that there's a difference between the way people of color and and non-people of color are treated. Especially when it comes to police interactions. And it shows that white privilege that he has. And I thought it was important to see it and hear it. Because it just brings more awareness to to the reality of the situations out there,
0: but the thing is like let's keep in mind he is a conservative and he's a Trump supporter. <clears throat> no surprise there. And in regards to that, though, there's been like talks about he did it on purpose, mm-hmm. him bringing up like black people being arrested was him trying to make a point or whatever he was trying to do. So do you think his comments about black people and cops are relevant to his arrest?
1: I don't know. You know there's always three sides to the story. One person's side, the other, and the truth. So I don't know exactly what was the reason he was taken off of the plane and wasn't allowed to fly.
0: Oh, disorderly conduct.
1: Right. So I don't know what was the premises for him starting that disorderly conduct and how it escalated. Allegedly,
0: it- they said he was on cannabis, also known as weed. I don't believe that. <laughs> I feel like it's more too... People when we don't act like exactly, that. <laughs> he's smoking.
1: smoking. <laughs> he's smoking bad so <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking that K2. Seriously, stay away from the K2 people. <laughs> Yo,
0: facts, bro. That shit will do you damage.
1: Seriously. Just because I really wasn't there and didn't see the whole situation. I feel like it's easier to say, yeah, I was just trying to use this as an example to shed light on why black people don't like the police. This dude probably was just overreacting, wilding for respect. They kicked him off the flight and then he just used it as a soundboard to just, quote-unquote, make a point. I don't know.
0: And you don't think the point was relevant?
1: Definitely was a relevant point because that that situation wouldn't happen the same if it was a black person there. Insert black man, it's a whole new ball game.
0: I mean, there's such a plethora of, of black people to work with um, that we can insert in there that has passed away, unfortunately, in the hands of police brutality. But my thing is, it's like, I didn't need him to insert that in. I feel like watching the video itself would have been enough for me because it would have been conversations around, I was like, oh, if this was a person of color, a black person, would it have had the same reaction? So I thought that was really interesting how that panned out. Not sure what the aftermath of it is going to lead to, but my main concern watching that film is that everybody saw it for what it is. And when you put a film up like that or a viral video and then you compare it to a Philando Castell or you compare it to like a Sandra Bland situation where they practically tied her up and put her in the back of a car, like it, like her whole hands and her leg. And it's like you have three people on this man giving him warnings. I don't recall warnings in some of these viral videos With um, black and brown people, especially in regards to Aragona, when he said he couldn't breathe. And he kept saying that.
1: Where those people would have loved to have been pepper sprayed
0: you know or given a warning to some degree or treated accordingly like a human being not just indifferent because of who they are and their skin color
1: yeah that that should be like the the first step listen we're not gonna pull up our guns we're gonna tase you first well
0: you know they, they always bring it back to training so i don't know how they trained it's like oh so you train to kill kill first and ask questions later for black people but when it comes to white people it's like oh we gotta act accordingly um that I want to see how this plays out in terms of what's the aftermath of it he's still gonna be a doctor is it gonna lead to anything crazy um he is charged for acting out that's one thing especially in terms of him reacting to the police in the way he treated them but it's just for me I didn't need him to mention that um about him being treated like a black person because actually you weren't treated like a black person because if you were black you would have been dead so let's get our stories together, shall we? I would have I think that video is important because people need to see it around in the U.S. and throughout the world, how there's a difference of representation with how cops handle certain people into custody or how they go about handling them. And I think that's imperative. I think this video to me it just brings awareness of certain things. His inserting that comment really didn't do anything for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's
0: definitely a conversation piece. Check out the video on our social media. Let us know what you think about it. You can slide in our DMs real quick if you don't feel like sending an email.
1: <laughs> Let us know what
0: time it is. Or
1: definitely hit hit up the comment section as well.
0: Yes, the comment section is very live on <laughs> our page. Because even when we post this video, it was like 20 comments. I'm like, all right, bro, y'all really going in. So, And it's very similar to what we're saying, so that's really cool. But like I said, I, we love... Our um, followers on social media, especially Instagram, people are very active. On our Instagram page, and they comment a lot good, bad, or indifferent. So, I do, we do appreciate the commentaries that come on the page.
1: Yeah, keep keep, keep them coming.
0: Facts. So, Insecure uh, is back.
1: Issa, baby. Issa, Issa,
0: Issa, Issa, honey. Yes. I'm so happy. Finally, I mean, it took like a damn three years for it to get back.
1: She was looking so fine.
0: Yo, bruh, always looking good. Huh, Molly? I'm loving the crew. <laughs> um. So, here we go now. Issa staying at Daniel's crib little recap was going on they're roommates but not really I don't even know what's going on like that conversation was so weird and the opener when he was like banging shorty out I thought it was Eason I was like <laughs> oh wrong person <laughs> (laughs) but he was in that ass though
1: he definitely was getting it (laughs) she was out there like he was
0: tearing it up
1: she should have just walked in
0: walk right in right (laughs) um so she's staying at his place literally living on his couch because that's how the season ended and started off with this and she did speak with him about her staying at his place but the conversation was kind of weird because he thought that she was staying there because she needed a place to stay, but she was staying there because she needed a place to stay because she did say that, I knew you wasn't going to turn me away, like something along those lines, Yeah, but it's more to it than that because she was bothered that he's bringing home shorties and he banging them out, yeah. like really
1: banging them she's out. In, she's in her feelings.
0: She's in her feelings. Shorty was in her feelings so much, she dipped and went to go ride for lift. That was like <laughs> exciting. This is what we do it. That side hustle money's real. That,
1: that is actually that. That probably was the best move to make. <laughs> she could stay in here, listen to listen to the the lovemaking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I'm glad that she incorporated that into the um into the scene about her working for Lyft because that's really common now. A lot of people are doing that, working for Lyft and Uber as a side hustle. Yeah. So I like how the show is still very relatable to real life because like that's what's going on. Even if you're in a secure job or whatever, if you feel like you need to make extra ends. And I feel like that's very common with our generation where we're having multiple streams of income. So I did like that she incorporated that in. Yeah,
1: definitely relatable.
0: Um, So from there now, the part of the reason why she's also doing Lyft is because at her job, she is not really getting the proper respect that she deserved. First of all, I'm tight that that white girl got her role because I <laughs> feel like she deserved that position. But, you know, we can get into that another time. And I guess as a season develop, we'll figure out why what happened, But... It's crazy because she's in a position where she feels like she's the problem and she's trying to bring solutions. And it's really unfortunate because she's the only black person that's really working among a predominantly white. Um, colleagues in a nonprofit organization that's catered to black and inner city children. But it's like some of the messages, as she was, you know, calling back to figure out why people stopped working with them, it was kind of like they felt like it wasn't a proper support. And then even the logo, I didn't even <laughs> notice that on the logo. Like,
1: it was a white hand holding uh, up black, all the black yeah, children. And <laughs> the white,
0: and the director of the organization thought it was like,
1: She's like, it's my hand.
0: Okay, that's the problem. So I really, um, with Issa being in this position it's like she doesn't feel like she belongs at this job and it's crazy because last season it seemed like she was really doing it for the organization and taking it to another level now that she's not in a higher position um she kind of has a back seat and i'm glad that she spoke to that sometimes you feel like you're in a job that you like even though you're not getting paid enough especially in nonprofit work you really don't get paid the money that you deserve and to be in that position where you feel like you're a problem when you're trying to bring solutions so i'm glad that she incorporated that into the season um mainly into this episode. I'm waiting to see how the season play out. Another aspect of what's going on with this season, I will say, is Molly still fucking Dro? Hey, Dro, how you doing, bro? <laughs> Slide of them DMs real quick. <laughs>
1: uh-uh.
0: <laughs> you a hater. You tight that he in an open marriage because that's what you want, low-key.
1: Whoa, <laughs> You ain't talking
0: about that last season.
1: Yeah, he definitely has a, a pretty cool situation set up, especially... With the fact that his wife knows about Molly, he's like, "Yeah, my my Molly's crib right now, I'm
0: laying in the bed, telling wifey that." I'm like, "That's what we doing out here."
1: There's levels to this. There's
0: a lot of levels. Relationships to this. are
1: a spectrum that you could fall onto any anywhere on that spectrum.
0: <laughs> so Molly, this season, I guess we're gonna kind of like
1: me and Key. Uh,
0: yeah, somewhat, I guess. But you know, it's all love. Molly, for this season, as we see her develop throughout her career, but also her personal life. I really do like Molly's character because she's really honest as to where she's at in her life with the relationships that she's attracting. Um, One of the parts that really stuck out to me in this episode was when she talked about boundaries when she was having a conversation with Drew. And sometimes I feel like you get caught up. I know I've been there. When you mess with someone, you're talking to them and... You don't know where y'all stand. It's like, yo, we talking. We in a relationship because we having deep combos. We jonesing. We pillow talking. You sleeping over. This dude got a key, bruh. I was <laughs> like, how he got a key to the crib? Like, where they do that at?
1: You've never given out a key to the crib?
0: Nah, there's no need for that. Like, we not there yet. There's <laughs> no need to be giving our keys to the crib. But and especially if you're talking to the person. If there's no title, like, what are you doing? So one thing i kid you not when she said that boundaries joint i was like yo i'm so in because right now where i'm at in my life i feel like i have to set boundaries with people friends families lovers and colleagues like this is where you stand in my life you know basically set up that line for them if you cross it you better be prepared for them consequences
1: where do we stand i mean we don't have to do this on there you know where I stand with you.
0: We friends, but I, I'll, I'll tighten that ass up real quick if I feel like you stepping out of line or you doing something else. Or i tell you about yourself when you're not doing enough. That's me setting boundaries, me being honest with you about how I feel about your productivity or lack thereof, Coach P. <laughs> no shade, babe. It's all love. It's all love out here. But no, I thought that part really resonated with me. I'm not gonna front when she said that. I was like, "Yo, oh my God, someone actually gets what I mean." So I really do appreciate that aspect of the episode. Yeah. But I,
1: Ooh, no, no, go for it. No, I'm good. Go yeah, I, I definitely really enjoyed that too because I think with boundaries, that really sets you up for success with whatever you whatever you're up to in your life when you are. When you don't have those boundaries set up, you're basically willing to do and put up with whatever other people send your way. And everyone's got their own agenda. Everyone has things that they're focused on, things that they're trying to accomplish with their life. So putting up those personal boundaries just keeps you in that power place and, and keeps you on track with what you what you're going what you're going through. And I on the bus ads and as I'm seeing for Insecure, I love like the the caption. It's like glowing up ain't easy. And
0: it sure ain't.
1: And that's exactly what Molly's doing. We're setting those personal boundaries so she can continue to glow up and just live her best life and be out here doing her.
0: No, that's true. And I hope that. I'm waiting to see how her character develops more this season. I do feel like last season, she's kind of like, I want to do better. I know I should do better because that's kind of the angle she came in with this episode. I know I should do better um, and I will do better. But it's like, are you really? Because you're still messing with Dro. And it's like, (laughs) he's not the person you really want to be with. He is in a whole marriage um, and it's not going to go anywhere. So I just want to know how her character is going to develop throughout this season. And if she's going to stay on track on doing better or just settling for what she has, it's because she want to have fun.
1: Yeah, she's definitely living her best life. She had vacation bay out there, and then she had Drew back at home. I don't vacation know. Vacation
0: bay was looking <laughs> wow good. I was like, "Hey, Daddy."
1: She's definitely doing her thing. I see you, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag goals. She so,
0: rotating them hoes. You remember last season?
1: Yeah, the rotation. <laughs> hotation. got to. So R. I. P. To the Lawrence hive. So Ooh, Lawrence is no longer oh, a main God. character on the show, and fans were so hurt by this. They actually decided to create a petition to bring back Lawrence and according to Care2 petitions the goal was 12,000 and when we last checked they were currently at about 11,800 so at the time of this recording they might have actually passed that 12,000 mark so Maybe
0: maybe not. How did you feel when you found out Lawrence wasn't part of the show? Initial, Keep it on it
1: Initially I was really annoyed. I'm like, "What? How do you not bring back Lawrence? He's he's a great character." But then I get it. There's there's that argument that, <laughs> yeah, the show's about Aiden Issa. It's a
0: ass. Like, you should have seen his facial expression. God, I heard you. I
1: just feel like even though the show, Issa is the quote-unquote main character. She
0: is the character. Okay, she, let's get it
1: together. She, she's the main character, but there's other characters. We started actually developing and growing with them. Like, Lawrence and her weren't together last season, too, so...
0: I mean, they uh, kind of were.
1: No, he. They were.
0: I mean, it was something there.
1: Right, right. And I, I wanted to see about his growth and development. But I get it. It's the show is not about the about Lawrence. It's about Issa and her character, her character's development. And sometimes exes are out the picture. I, I can definitely understand that. So.
0: And also, too, like there's other guys on the show, so we'll see their characters develop throughout the season. So it's not like it's anti-men. You right. still have your species out there, Coach P. Got it. That's All a right? good point. And some of them are fuckboys, so you just fit right in. So it just kind of works out.
1: Wow. You're no shade. Hater. Just keep
0: it 100. <laughs> I love you. Um. So Savannah West wrote an epic tweet. She was a contributor to Huffington Post. <clears throat> And she is an editor at All Urban Central. I really loved her tweet. It said, PSA, Issa Rae and I really do not care about the bring back Lawrence petition. The show is not (laughs) about him. The men we dated are not the most interesting part of our story. Issa is on a journey that no longer includes a failed relationship. Um, We will post that on our social media um, page so we can get a take of everyone's feel on it, too. Um, Do you agree with her tweet?
1: Yeah, I get it. I get that.
0: Why you got to answer like, yeah, let me just... I
1: do. I get it. Like, the show is about Issa, but I don't know. I would have thought that they might have been thought out a few seasons in advance. I don't know how that process is because Lawrence and her broke up and he was still, again, a part of the show. So for him to just be ripped out out of nowhere, I think something might have been happening in the background that we don't know about, but... At the end of the day, it doesn't but matter, he's gone. But theoretically
0: speaking, if he was still on the show, how many more seasons would you expect him to be on Sean's? show until he's finally gone? Until so he got married with a kid, like, type shit? Yes, yeah,
1: like, that would have been cool. They they had a relationship there in the same circle of friends, and you're seeing, you're seeing their two characters develop. I, I honestly thought the show was going to really be focusing around the two of them and their characters. Obviously, Issa would be that number one yeah. role. I thought he was going to be that number two. He was working. We never know if his app is going to get off the ground.
0: (laughs) Probably did, just on another show. (laughs) Toodles, Lawrence. It's great having you. R.P.
1: We (laughs) lost another one. (laughs) So, Key, what do you think about exes being a part of your life after ending a failed relationship?
0: I think that they shouldn't be a part of your life. I really feel like if you want to glow up properly and you really want to take your life to another level and evolve and change you just have to cut certain people out and if it's a failed relationship it didn't work for obvious reasons that person shouldn't be a part of your life I think you can be cordial and respectful to your ex when y'all see each other in passing in a public setting there's no need to be on no like Nicki Minaj or Safari shit <laughs> like go <on> ham <laughs> on Twitter we're not even gonna get into the intricacies of that but I will say that it should be cordial. You know, you can really have something where it's like, hey, what's up? I'll see you in public. And it's not anything personal. And, it, you know, no bitterness and all of that. All of that is just giving a person or your ex for that matter power that they they don't deserve. You know what I'm saying? So I'm all about being cordial and being cool in public if I see you, if we see each other in passing. But to have you a part of my day-to-day life, like, and that's why that tweet really stuck out to me because it's like, Do you need your ex part of your life? It failed. Like I don't need to talk to you every day and it shouldn't even be that. And I don't really care to talk to you as, I'm just different when it comes to exes. I don't care to have you a part of my life continuously. We didn't work out cool, especially when we got together off of that premise. Now I know it may vary per relationship. There's some people who they started out as friends and then they evolve into like boyfriend, girlfriend. I could get that, you know? But for me, it's like, I'm all about glowing up and just cutting off certain people out of my life and if, you, you, to you me
1: fast.
0: <laughs> I mean I'm just like let's keep it on because to me i rather to me it's just being real and honest with yourself it's like do you really need your ex a part of your life the relationship did not work out yes y'all may there was some things there that had worked and y'all may have some similarities and things you like but what is the basis of having that person in your life and it becomes trickier when that person moved on to somebody else and you moved on to somebody else how you explain to your new person i'm still cool with my ex
1: yeah you hear that fellas he he falls fast but she'll cut you off even faster
0: (laughs) (laughs) facts i mean it ain't about cutting off fast it's just i'm gonna be real like i'm just a real person i just feel like there's no basis for me and honestly if i'm in something new I would never want my new person, my new man to feel like, yo, you still cool with your ex? I'm kind of bothered by that. And I could understand you being bothered by that. I could really get why you may feel a certain type of way. So I wouldn't want to. And then having a battle with my new man about why I'm cool with my like, Come on, man. If I'm in something new and it's supposed to be working and it's probably the better relationship I could ever have the better relationship better than my ex. Why would I risk that new relationship for something that failed and it don't seem like it's going to go anywhere just for the sake of being nice?
1: Yeah, no, I get that. For me personally, I do enjoy keeping relationships intact as long as possible. And that's just always been how I've been. I don't like to have bad blood with anyone. Granted, I'm there's certain relationships that you're not going to be hanging out with the person, like you said, on a daily, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. But... If I could, I would still maintain that relationship, like cordial high by, maybe but not, maybe not necessarily hanging out. Being cordial in but,
0: public and high and by is different from keep sustaining a. Re- so, are you sustaining your relationship with your exes now?
1: Definitely not. Oh, okay, but, oh, so
0: who's cutting off
1: who, huh? But I'm just saying, like I made attempts to make it last. It probably lasted longer than than I would have thought, because I I put that effort out there to try to maintain that communication why
0: you felt the need to maintain that connection y'all are done it's a dub it was a failed relationship
1: i just keep keep all your bridges intact you never know bridges
0: intact for what (laughs) what do you think is gonna happen y'all gonna mysteriously work out
1: listen you never know what you what people can do together work on a project in the future
0: (laughs) and then projects lead to other shit and then you lead to cheating on your new person because you caught up with your ex
1: Listen, at the end of the day, and again, me and my ex, we don't communicate mm-hmm. anymore. But Was
0: that on her or you? Definitely her. <laughs> Shout out to she, you, whoever you are. He's going to drop the name after the show. She it was, she was cool. over.
1: She was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Because Hello? because I was on the, like, yo, we could be friends. We could, we don't have to hang out on a regular basis, but we can every few months, how you been? I don't know. Is grab- that
0: necessary though?
1: It, is, it isn't necessary, but I'm just saying I, I leave that option open. Like, I would be willing to leave that option open.
0: So if y'all was friends, would you be open to how coming to you talking to you about dudes?
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Okay. Because some exes would be like, we cool, but there's a limit to where we cool. I had an ex that was like, yeah, we cool, but you can't talk to me about no other dudes. I was like, okay, no advice from you, Gucci. <laughs> so- yeah,
1: and, and I think going back to what like Molly said about setting those personal boundaries, for some people that, that might look as... We're friends, but I'm not trying to hear about your dating life. You could keep yeah. that to yourself um but other than that the again those boundaries so I think for everybody, it's different. I'm more of a lax laid back person but and i I do see that most people don't don't vibe with that in terms of just willing to be friends after having more intimate having a more intimate relationship but and just that's just me personally. Yeah, and
0: things change. Like I said, as long as you see each other in public, y'all are cordial. There's no animosity there, and you kind of just keep it simple. I think that's fine. I really don't see the basis of it. And for the exes that I've cut off and where I'm at in my life, I don't feel like I missed out on that quality friendship. I have enough friends as it is, so yeah. I don't feel like I missed out on that. But I truly wish them all the best with everything they have going on. And if I see them in public, I'll be cordial and sustain that
1: respectability. You hit them with that, that head nod. You what know, up?
0: I mean, I'll say a couple words or two. You want to hit it with the head nod Cause they think like, yo, she kind of better. What up, fam? So you got to drop a little. You
1: good? You good? All right, yeah.
0: Like. And if they try to chill, like, mm, I'm good, love and joy. But,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I, I do feel like you can be cordial and be cool. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. But just keep it simple, folks, and be respectful of each other, and that's it. I don't think there's anything else. But and that's just me in general. I think a glow up. Everybody glow up is different and everybody boundaries is different. But set the boundaries, put it in place for all people you have within your life because at least they know where they stand. And I think it says a lot about you, your self-worth, which I'm constantly learning through relationships I have with it. It's with friends, family, lovers or colleagues. It says a lot about your self-worth and it says a lot about people respecting you. You yes. know what I'm saying? Respect is very big for me. So definitely try to set those boundaries and don't be ashamed of cutting people off like if you're doing it for peace of mind do that and don't feel guilty for it at all
1: yeah i great point to end on and speaking of the glow up on this segment of coach p dropping gems i'm going to be talking about my fitness journey that i'm actually on and i've Recently posted a picture on our social media page and on my personal page, who, which was scary as <laughs> hell. <laughs> like no. Make sure
0: y'all go to page. That's mm, <laughs> a highlight. That's a highlight.
1: Yeah. So I really had a lot of fear and anxiety around posting it because I honestly I just didn't want to be judged. I felt overweight, and I didn't want to really have to deal with pressure of getting results. But on the other side of the coin, I knew like when I actually posted the picture on my social media page, for me personally, that's the type of pressure that really helps me get results when, when other people are, are kind of in the mix with me. I don't know if that yeah. if you get what, where I'm no, coming from yeah so for me this was a form of motivation posting on social media was really helping me hold myself accountable and I think that's something really important in terms of just meeting goals is really having that accountability and that can look like many different ways so you can have accountability by telling a friend what your goals are and having them hold you accountable by checking in on your, your progress For like the way I post it on social media and continually will be posting progress and updates, just having that, that's probably one of the best motivators in holding you accountable because, like you were saying before, black Twitter, the Internet, the Internet's undefeated. So <laughs> they will definitely let you know it and come at you. So that's why I wanted to actually post the my progress and just this journey that I'm going to be on also rewarding yourself and those accomplishments are another way of having that accountability because for some people they may need use more negative reinforcement but sometimes you know if like if you hit certain milestones you get to certain markers you're going like, to be able to reward yourself and get something so like, how you
0: rewarding yourself like you get like a double cheeseburger or
1: something from McDonald's me Re- fries. Re- rewarding it's not even in my like vocabulary. No, not there, yeah. I'm not even. I don't. I'm not even in that mindset anyway whatsoever. For me right now, it's just like I gotta have the pressure on me. I need my back against the wall to really just step up and really do what I gotta do to get to to glow up, get to that next so level. When
0: last you had Thai food, bro.
1: Um, last time I had Thai <laughs> food. The last time I had Thai food was the week, the day before (laughs) I took the picture. So
0: (laughs) That is Pierre's weakness is Thai food. So I just want to make sure he's consistent with what he's saying about rewarding himself. But I heard you though.
1: Yeah, it, and and one last way of holding yourself accountable is just reviewing your progress and reassessing and just making updates. A lot of times when we're working towards goals, we really aren't tracking anything or we're not really being on top of it. So when you're tracking it and seeing your progress, reviewing it and realizing what updates and what minor tweaks you got to make to stay on target, that really helps hold you accountable because you're just dealing in reality, dealing with the the. What's, what's so with the situation and acting accordingly?
0: Okay. I'm glad that you're being really honest about your fear and stuff like that because it took forever and a day to get <laughs> Pierre to be like, yo, we need to get this going. Um, And I know he's really big into health and fitness. So that was a real big milestone for him. So I really congratulate you on that. And I would like for you to speak more like about that fear because, you know, a lot of people may feel the same way and not want to put themselves out there, which is common, especially with social media. Cyberbullying is really becoming a problem. We discussed that in a previous um, season. So can you really speak to that?
1: So I've always had body image issues, especially growing up at a young age. I never wanted to take off my shirt. Because I had a pop belly and my friends would definitely. You ma- was looking pregnant? Definitely. I was looking pregnant.
0: like <laughs> so he was about six months, bruh. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I had that beer belly before I even drank alcohol. So it was pretty bad. I, I had no idea that eating all those ramen noodles and drinking soda for breakfast, so, breakfast yeah, lunch, and dinner. all of that. <laughs> yeah. The ramen noodles, that was. That was before I was eating ramen out at the restaurants. That was 99-cent <laughs> pack. or Three three for a dollar. They was, still are like, three for a dollar. It was lit. <laughs> oh, man. Shout-out to the beef flavor.
0: Facts. <laughs> Shout-out to the chicken flavor and the shrimp. Yes. <laughs> some hot sauce. Get it. Facts.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so from a young age, always had issues with just my weight and just how I felt about it because me and my friends growing up, cracking on each other making jokes that was just natural so i definitely heard it all the time and then coupled with the fact that i was already a shy kid when it came to just communicating with with the ladies so i just had a lot of self-consciousness when it comes to body image and that's why i was so so scary to post that that picture online yeah cuz one i'm going to have to i don't want to I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to put yeah. myself out there and not really get results because there's a lot of things I'm interested about, I understand and know intellectually, mm-hmm. but actually living it and being about that life is a completely different situation. And this is true. Yeah, so I was up all night before I posted the picture the next I day know, I know, because I was
0: getting on that ass. I was like, yo, what's going on? He's like, yo, listen. But I do commend you for that because it's easier said than done and you really are taking a huge leap of faith by Posting that and kind of showing your before and hopefully the after so people could see your growth and transition. So, Coach P, what made you decide to really take on your fitness? Like, what's your motivation to help you get over that fear?
1: Mm -hmm. So, I wanted to do this because I want to get out of my comfort zone. One of the things, me and my best friend. What is your comfort zone? Well, just, just where I'm at in my life right now. I think that, especially with my health and my fitness, I can take it to new levels And one thing I tell my friend, one of my best friend all the time is I hate the idea of potential. I hate that. Oh, you had such great potential. You could do so much amazing things. I've heard that my whole life. And I want to actually just forget having potential, but like living your best life, putting your best foot forward and going out there, doing and creating what you can versus, end up dying and saying, "Oh, he he could have done amazing things." Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I want to be an inspiration for other people. I I love understanding how the mind, the body works and the way the system is set up right now, it's rigged. We're 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 fed such terrible foods that are modified, not natural, not real. People are getting sick. Younger children are having like diseases like diabetes, which used to be for older people. Mm-hmm. And it's just we're living longer, but the quality of our lives is is decreasing with all this information, all this knowledge that we have out there. And I think it freaking sucks. Like I, I like you say, I'm an optimist, and I I love this utopian way of looking at the world. And I think we can be living longer, having more energy, and just out here just loving life and living a vibrant long life and I want to be that example and I have friends family and loved ones who've dealt with health issues and I think the best way to really help other people see what's possible for them is by just being that example and showing them hey if I could do this you could do this it's harder to try to convince and talk to people and intellectualize living a healthier lifestyle and and putting your best foot forward so I want to I be that example for people. Oh,
0: I like that. Look at you trying to be an inspiration. That's really big of you, and I'm glad that you spoke about that because that's really important, and I think that will give you the motivation you need to kind of continue on this path. Also, in a previous episode, you've spoken about the reset and starting over with your fitness journey. Can you talk a little bit about that and what causes you to fall off and need to reset? Like, why are we here now? Why are we resetting? What's going on?
1: So for me, the... I've like my whole life I've been like on this roller coaster ride where and and I think it it's about that comfort zone where as as I'm going up on that roller coaster I get to that level where okay I'm doing really good things are going great but if I keep up at this rate it's going to be a little too good so I have to fall back and and start getting back into bad habits, and that usually really happens when I get hit with stress and lack of sleep, which usually happens when it comes to my work. Where you know, I work a lot to hours in addition to what we do with the podcast.
0: Oh, so it's only work, I thought so you ain't got no female over there stressing you out?
1: No, no unfortunately. Coach P single.
0: Sliding them DM, ladies. I'm you know fo- what time it I'm, is.
1: I'm, I'm focusing on myself. I'm I'm loving myself right now.
0: Yeah, I know Christmas is coming up, so sliding them DMs. Oh, I can't Get wait. Some
1: gifts. I can't wait till Christmas. Six <laughs> months about six months from now. <laughs> things are gonna be a lot different. <laughs>
0: P.A. going to be on that globe, so y'all going to know what time it is.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry, bringing it back to this reset.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so whenever I just got hit with um, just a little bit of adversity, stress, not being able to sleep, for me personally, it just starts a slippery slope where I'm staying up late, I'm not getting good sleep, I'm eating bad foods, and I'm stressed out, and my weight, my body weight just fluctuates so quickly coupled with the fact that i just love carbs it's just not a good combination especially for that midsection area no sleep (laughs) stress and then eating lots of pasta um yeah and and i think when when that happens when you start to go i'm like i'm a real big believer in momentum so when you start to get that negative momentum with your well-being suffering you're not sleeping well you're eating bad foods making bad decisions because of it you turn around and a uh, one bad night turns into three, four bad weeks, and and your body will show that. So
0: and a part of this reset that you plan to do is: Are you going to continue to food prep? Like, are you still doing that? Or
1: so for me right now, I'm actually axi- also
0: known as leftovers. Just want to put it out there because uh, <laughs> uh, we're changing the name of it apparently to yeah, make it sound more trendy.
1: Meal meal prep's a scientific term. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I think I think. The way that I'm gonna be doing this is just taking it one step at a time. So right now I'm really just focusing on getting good sleep and drinking lots of water and going to the gym. What
0: type of water? Cause you get fancy.
1: I love me some Essentia water. It, that
0: sounds rich, bro. That's better than Bowling Spring. That's I think. My go-to. I
1: think it is. It it has. Well, it claims to have nine point five pH. Which Here we go. when you drink that, it's supposed to help your body feel more <laughs> alkaline versus having more acidity. And I've like I've had issues with my joints growing up, especially because I've had a bad like growing up. I didn't eat vegetables, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So just my my diet wasn't the best. So I'm starting to realize when I'm drinking more water, getting more greens, I can really feel the difference just in my joints, like, feeling inflammation in my body. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but...
0: I know you into that, so I'm going to let you continue. Yeah,
1: so I, I love that essential water. But not,
0: isn't it equivalent to you alkalining your own water if you put lime and lemon in it, or is right. it not the same because it has more pH?
1: So that's the thing. If you put that lime, lemon in there, you're just increasing that alkalinity as well. So it's just, like, double doubling it up. And I love that you said that.
0: No, I just want to make sure because um, these waters are getting real fancy now. So I don't know what's the difference.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, again, so just working out, drinking water, and just focusing on getting sleep. I think when I'm getting sleep and just with people in general, when you're getting real good quality sleep, all your decisions, your body is just going to work better. And that's going to be the first step for me because I don't want to take on too many things at one time and then just feel overwhelmed. But one thing I really want to emphasize, this is a journey. This isn't a, this isn't a, like, I have a goal. In it's three, not a
0: sprint, it's a marathon. Right.
1: I have a goal in three months, and it's going to be done. This is a lifestyle thing. So that's why I'm really excited about just really changing certain habits and really getting the results because because results will come, but it's really, again, about the journey. And, yeah, so I'm excited about this. And, just to end it off, in the end, it really comes down to your standards. I really believe that your standards really determine what what your life is going to look like. If your standard is, I have to have a six-pack, or I have to have enough money to take care of my family, or... I have to have enough money to take care of my family and my friends. Whatever the case may be, whatever your standards are, you're going to get those. If your standards are, I'm, I always have to pay my bills or I'm a straight-A student, your actions are going to be in line with that. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to glow up, raise my standards for my health and fitness so I could just really be the best version of myself. And when I'm in the room, I want to just bring positivity, energy, and just light. So that starts with just being the happiest, healthiest version of myself. So...
0: Thank you, Coach P, for dropping them gems, guys. Let us know what you think about it and watch him on this journey. We'll be posting it on our social media page, especially in our highlight. So definitely keep up with us. And, you know, it will be good if you're in a similar situation, if you're on this path with Coach P as you have someone to hold you accountable if you don't have someone in your life you kind of have that with him so thank you so much for dropping all them gems pertaining to fitness and health I feel like I could relate to you and I do appreciate you and the inspiration so it makes me want to work out more and do more but I'm kind of liking my size you right look, now
1: you're looking fine right now <laughs> you
0: know I do what I can so I'm going <laughs> to stay this way for a little bit but thank you Coach P for dropping them
1: gems yes and once again guys thank you so much for tuning in if you haven't done so already definitely make that purchase of the unapologetic different ringtone that's playing right now in the background you can find that at the apple store for for iphone users and f- at the tune store for android users and please follow us on instagram and twitter at unapologetic underscore and you can also find our shows on itunes soundcloud and now stitcher by searching unapologetically different stay tuned for our next episode
0: bye